following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 17. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And Nick, Hi. give me a 17. A, a 17? How about uh, Quincy Carter? All right, it's Quincy Carter Day here on The Break. Thank you Jason for joining Garrett. us. No, Quincy Carter. Kellen okay. <laughs> Moore. All right, okay. We're I, I, go. I think it's the most fascinating number in Cowboys history. If you really did, I you, love when Nick has takes like. If you were, were going to do a documentary on a number, seventeen would be a good one. Just so you know, you guys know, Nick has been pitching this idea of doing a documentary on the number seventeen for I, a while now. I think so. I think there's some very interesting players okay. and interesting stories that have come from seventeen. All right, and not so. to derail. Not to derail. Oh, course. Sam Hurd's so a good one. Of course, Sam Hurd and Don Meredith and Quincy Carter and Harold Carmichael. Yeah. And, okay. Um, I don't know about Dwayne Harris. I don't know what he really did, but so. pretty decent player. I guess. Decent player. Decent player. Better player. Better player when he left. Yeah. I mean, I think he was he made pretty pro- good for Oakland for a couple a pro years. Bowl. But I'm saying, like, he was a pretty good player here too. So yeah, I, he was. Yeah. He he was a rare player of it that could return yeah. kicks, return punts, and, and run, cover. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. was a pretty good at it. You know. So all right, let's jump. Didn't into think Dwayne Harris would be talked about. No, I'm I I when we do stuff like this, I just imagine the guy who just he needs to know about Zach Martin's status, and we're like, yeah, Quincy Carter. Let's yeah. talk about him. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guess everybody. What? He'll be okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he'll I know. Be okay. All right, so let's jump in. We do need to talk about Zach Martin. Um, obviously, uh, the news was out uh, days ago. Um, Zach Martin tested positive for COVID. He is now on the uh, on the COVID list. Um, Jerry kind of suggested yesterday and then again today uh, that there's still a chance. Like there's still a chance that maybe uh, he could possibly play this week. What are we hearing right now? What what do we think is his status at this point with regards to him playing on Thursday? It's the door is just like cracked open. And the Cowboys refuse to close it. I mean, we can joke about Dr. Jerry all we want, but Mike McCarthy's the same way. Like yeah. he, I just got back from his press conference, and the reporters were more or less like, "Tell us that Zach is out. Tell like, give us the clarity that this is done." And he was like, ah. "If any, and Mike literally said, if any player is capable." Of getting on a plane Thursday morning without having done anything and playing against the Bucks, it's Zach Martin. And I mean, that should make your eyebrows raise. He did come back again. You know, this is a big story. He was asked a few follow-ups and pressed to clarify, and he was like, "I do not think he is going to play." That's what. That's a direct quote. I do not think Zach's going to play, but he didn't rule it out entirely. Um. I would rule him out if it was me. I would rule him out. Is there right some gamesmanship going on here? Is that what you maybe, think it is, or do you but, think it's but, just the optimism of Jerry? Maybe, but let's also remember this: he he tested positive for it. Okay, so he he has it. CD Lamb just said two yeah two days ago that he finally felt like back to normal again after being out for like a week. So, like we're, we're worried about pe- tests here and positive and all this. Can he fly up to the game? 
he still had COVID. He still had, you know, and it, it's something he has to deal with. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not the doctor and all that stuff, but I just feel like, and, and we're going to find out, I mean, or they will find out today, like in an hour or two, because you, you got to pass two tests in yeah. a row. So he's got to pass one today, and in he's got to pass tomorrow there. just in order to get there. So right. we'll find out. It's not going to be one of those game time decisions. So is it not – explain this, because we did have a, a tweet from uh, Joe Francis saying explain the two negative tests. So it's not as of tomorrow. Like he can't have his first pass tomorrow and then pass Thursday and then jump on a plane. No, no I don't think okay. so. It's two negative tests spanned out over the course of 48 hours. What you just suggested would be two over 24. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And, so and you would need so, – So as of today – we will know by tomorrow whether it's even a possibility. If he didn't well, get a negative test today, there's no way it works. What right? we also don't know, too, is he is he talking to our, our training staff and saying, my throat hurts, or I've got whatever issue, That's, whatever yeah. symptoms. The negative, got, symptom free. Yeah. The negative tests free. only come into play once you don't have symptoms. Right. And the report Sunday was that he had symptoms. So, like right. He had a loss of yeah. taste or smell, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – that's what makes it seem so unlikely is like if you're a close contact and then you get your tests, then we're good to go. And I think that's a really good point that I've been thinking about this whole time is, you know, we do this all we do this almost every week. Like DeMarcus Ware's, you know, famously playing against the Saints after right. all. This isn't that. This yeah. is a illness. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, if your throat hurts or you don't have the proper lung capacity, you shouldn't be playing football. Probably. Right. No, definitely. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Probably. No, definitely. And then on, and then, you know, you got to get the next negative tests like this isn't a matter of fighting through a stinger this is you have to get the test to say what you needed to say i tend to agree with you you, it's easy to get wrapped up in the drama of like well they could put him on a plane and it's like is this really the the best idea especially 17 game season maybe just maybe chill i mean it's going to be a challenge of course i mean Connor mcgovern to start and start against those guys and sue and (laughs) Vita Vea and all oh, that. it's yeah. I it's, mean, it's 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 an uphill battle for sure. But I I just I think it'd be smart for everyone if if once he is ruled out, let 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 us run its course. It's going to do whatever it does. I just feel like we'll find out today. He'll probably be out. That's my guess as well. But I do think it's really interesting that the decision makers in the organization are not quite ready to rule it out. Yeah, I mean, well. To be honest with you, until there is until he's ruled out, then I would be like them. I would be like, there is a small chance, but I'm going to hold out hope because I think we all know how valuable he is to what they want to do. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I'm not breaking news here, but how damn good do you have to be to to be a guard and to be start off a show like this and, yeah. and talking about is he going to play? Is he not going to play? As from the guard position, you got to be a damn good player, and he is. He is that that just goes to show how good from he is. the day he got here. He is he, got he here. is a guard, and when the news came down on Sunday that he had tested positive, like my whole Twitter timeline was. Yeah. Everybody's like, we're screwed. This g- game over. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, you got to be pretty good for people to think that highly of your I, impact on the game. I was driving home and heard that it was, na- it was a national radio thing. I don't even know what channel. It was just national thing. There's a little ticker. You know, this, you know, the Mets did this and so and so did this and this college thing and this guy's out. And, and it was like, and, and Cowboys guard, oh, Zach Martin is, you know, tested positive and he will miss the game. And it was just kind of this last little line. I'm like, it's cool that he made the news, but it's just you hear that stuff all the time, and you think, oh, yeah, that sucks for him. But like yeah. living in it here, it's like, man, like you know, the world's ending. He's high up on the list of guys you'd probably want to be able to play this game. I mean, honestly, there are only two guys, in my opinion, on this team that would have been a bigger blow for the Tyron Smith and Dak Prescott. 
Exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. And more Tyron because of the position he plays. Not as much. Like I, I think and the, why, the reason why I say that. I think Zach is a better player. But I think the position that Zach, the the position that oh. Tyron plays, means you have to I, have him. You I looked him. at I looked at you sideways because I thought you were saying you'd rather have Tyron for this game than Dak. And I was like, no, 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 Andy no, Dalton no, ain't here anymore. No, man. no, no, that was not what I was saying. No, okay. that was not what I was Sorry. saying. I was saying those are the only two players I look at on this team that would have been a bigger blow had they lost them it's, going into this game. It's all about it's all about the if you just put them all on a board and say where are they and then where's their backup. There's there's not. There's those three positions have the biggest drop off because they're that good, from quarterback to the backup, from the left tackle to the backup, from the guard to the backup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Demarcus Lawrence to his backup is who like Dorrance Armstrong, and and it's a it's a considerable drop. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but you can function. You can function. Yeah. And Zeke to to Pollard, any receiver function, to yeah. those guys, you can function better. Those those are the ones that goes to show how good they are, and also the backup is not because at this time a year ago. Dak to Andy Dalton is certainly not the biggest a bigger gap than it is to Cooper Rush. Sure. Yeah. So so answer this for me. How much uh does this change your expectation of what Dallas can do offensively this week? I mean, we know it's 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 your one of your best players, if not your best player. Uh, but it is the guard position where sometimes you can kind of absorb that a little easier, let's say, than a tackle being out. How much do you think that affects what they can do offensively? Yeah, they asked me, I asked I got asked that this morning. Um I I don't and I like I think the world is Zach Martin, but I don't think this is a loss that just drastically alters what I want to do. Because and I this is it's bad. I get these are two great defensive tackles. I'm not saying that they're going to be fine, but it gets dirty in there. You can double team. You can have Tyler Biotish help Connor McGovern out. And I know you know tight ends and running backs can help tackles, but in my experience. When this team has lost the starting tackle, that's when we've really seen stuff go south. Um, and part of me thinks like, yeah, but pressure up the middle is the quickest way to get to a quarterback. It's the quickest way to move him off his spot. Dak's athletic enough to deal with, and you know, if somebody breaks free on the right side or the left side, he can make do with that. I get that argument, but I think the options and the ways that you can kind of muddy that stuff up in the middle and and the fact that Connor McGovern did start eight games last year he's not this isn't his first rodeo um so I don't think you have to just drastically alter the game plan yeah I do think that this has a potential to make them a lot more one-dimensional which is something they cannot be against the the Bucks or any team really and so that that does worry me somewhat um you know he's so great it's not because He's out there winning Ironman contest for how strong he is. I mean, I'm not saying Zach isn't strong, but I guarantee it's a combination of technique, strength, just understanding of what he's supposed to do, and he can help move people off the ball. That's what I worry about with this team. With now, you just look at the interior. Connor Williams, never been the biggest, strongest guy. Uh, Tyler Biotish, don't know what he is yet. Really, he's still young. And then we got Connor McGovern, same boat. Those are your three middle guys there. I just don't. Ex- I just don't imagine on third and one they're going to just be blowing those guys off the ball for a first down. That that's what I, I worry about a little bit. With you know, can they be? Is can they be multidimensional? I don't know. We'll find out. Levante David and Devin White are good enough as it is, but yeah. you know, you, the the amount that they blitz and have blitzed in the past against guys like that. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's problematic. Uh, I'm not trying to paint it otherwise. Huge game for the tight ends. Those tight ends have got to be I mean, for, for two reasons. Number one, they're going to be asked to do some blocking in there. That's not their strong suit. But also, 
hot routes. They're gonna have, they're gonna turn around, boom, five yards. Schultz up the field. Same with Jar- Jarwin, boom, boom, boom. Quick stuff like that. Those guys are gonna have to be ready because when they do blitz and they, you know when when Tampa brings all their exotic looks, those guys are gonna because you know on the outside, you know, those they can win. I mean, I, I think that's a plus for the cow. I mean, whoever they've got Tampa's their cornerbacks. The Cowboys have better receivers, I, I think, than Tampa does corners and safety. Oh yeah. I, I, I believe that that's the Cowboys win right there. But can they get will they be able to block long enough to get there? The tight ends are gonna be the ones that are probably gonna have a few catches and help move the chains. One other thing to note about this, uh Indama who is a guy that probably will see a lot of Connor McGovern. He's just coming off the COVID list himself. I think he was reactivated yesterday, has missed uh I think a little over a week. Um so there will be some questions about is he feeling completely back to normal? Is his wind up to par playing in that humidity there in Tampa Bay? That could offset some of this a little bit. But again, Ndamukong Su, we all know, is a great player. And so no matter what, it's going to be a tough matchup for McGovern. We I know it. Do it? We, we know it. I mean, who we, doesn't? I mean, well, I don't know. If it, hey, that's I. I thought about that this week. It was Sue who bullied them in yeah. the playoffs yeah. a few years ago, more so I, than Aaron Donald. I don't know. We we talked about this a couple of days ago. He's been a free agent like four times. Oh and yeah, just doesn't yeah. ever seem like <laughs> right. a guy that the Cowboys have ever looked at yeah. ever. And I'm just he and just c- continually just plays on a different team and kicks their ass too. So I, I don't know. At some point I would just you know at some point I would have signed Randy Moss. You know after he, he keeps beating you all the time I would have just got, had him on my team. Same all with this guy. We're gonna take our first break when we come back. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. I got a few questions for this guy. These guys. Uh, we might even talk a little bit. We need to catch up on the status of Lyle Collins too. We'll talk when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. 
check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside the AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information at attstadiumcom slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. If you are in Dallas, uh, this is your opportunity this Thursday to be able to go out to that new Miller Lighthouse uh, at AT&T Stadium to be able to watch the game. They will have a watch party there. Uh, for you to be able to watch the, the game with other fans. Lots of uh, different cool things you can do during the game while you're hanging out, let the kids run around. There's a big field out there, and as Nick says, anytime you see a field, people just start running. So they just start, they if you start got throwing kids, the ball around. If you got kids, you know how important it is to get them out to run because that means they'll go to sleep at night. So get your kids out there, hang out, bring some chairs, and, uh, and just watch the game with a bunch of other Cowboys fans. It'll be fun. Doors open at 530, kickoff 720. There you go. All right, let's jump back in. We need to catch up on Cowboys versus Bucks. Before that, real quick, give me an update on Lyle Collins. What's his status off the stinger? Status is good. Plain. He practiced full yesterday. Mike McCarthy said no problems coming out of it. Uh, yesterday was a padded practice, so that's a good sign. He's going to play. Um just we'll, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I know, you know, I, I don't think him being available for this game completely alleviates my concerns. That was never my concern. Like, mm-hmm. if if you have a stinger ten days before a game and you've got all that time to rest up, I expect that you'll be fine by game day. It's how well do you hold up once people start mashing you? 55, 60, 65, 70 plays a game, and then you got to turn around and do it. Ten. Well, they'll have a longer week this week, but you know my point. Yep. Six-day schedule. Um, it's it's something that I want to keep an eye on. I'm not trying to alarm anybody, but I've been through this before with other players. Stingers have a way of being a recurring issue. So I think he's going to play. Uh, hopefully it holds up really, really well. What about Ty Insecki? He was the only guy that showed up on the on the. the Mike McCarthy yesterday. says he's fine. That's, okay. He's limited, but he's 36 years old. I think guys like that kind of manage him. He's fine. They sent a new um, injury report. It was actually two guys. Chauncey Golston okay. was another one they did. Which send we kind of expected. Yeah, he might, he's an they they said he was full. And I, my eyebrows like shot yeah. up. I was like, he was full. Why would you just make him full? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 one of your inactives. If you want to yeah, play the yeah. inactive game, which isn't as fun as it used to be, it's not it's different. It's different num- roster numbers now. You know, you yeah. don't even know how many guys are on the team because they yeah. can elevate different players. They're going to elevate two guys tomorrow from the practice squad to the roster. And if I was a betting man i would say darian thompson and jeremy sprinkle are probably the guys on that list seem like great bets to me all right uh let's jump into cowboys versus buccaneers uh this buccaneers team as you start looking at them on paper like it's very very impressive not only did they win the super bowl the first time in the salary cap era that a super bowl team has returned 22 starters so basically they're running it back really running it back with the same guys that just won the super bowl uh, last year, they scored 30-plus points in their last six games straight um, and 11 times during the 2020 season. What do you think is the most important key for the Dallas defense to be able to win Thursday? Get a turnover or six. <laughs> no, get some turnovers. I mean, get get a few plays. I mean, you, you have to. You have it's hard to, to do. Tom doesn't it, throw it away off. Well, I mean, rip the ball out then. I mean, I mean that's, that's the thing. That's what they have to do. Keanu Neal was brought in. To do those things, Micah Parsons was brought in to do those things, and we saw a little bit of that in the preseason—a small sample size there. But we did see Keanu Neal on that Arizona game get the ball out. We saw the ball on the ground, and Parsons went and got it. Take advantage of those things, um, because just 
just letting you know there's some quarterbacks you play bend but don't break Tom Brady will kill you if you do that mm-hmm. because he'll just say, okay, I'll just take my eight yards, ten he yards. He can go a, a drive without making a mistake. He'll go all day yeah. long. Yeah. So they're going to have to 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 you know win those battles that they can win and get the ball out. And I'm not saying you have to get lucky, but like we said, this is an uphill battle. You have to do things unorthodox to win this game, and that's going to be some turnovers and, and, and making some plays and then cashing in on that when you do. I don't disagree with anything you just said, and I agree – Ben don't break isn't going to work against Tom Brady, but at the same time, I can't help but think about how easy this defense made it on opponents last year at times with the broken plays. Mm-hmm. And that's with this receiver core and a quarterback who's hard to rattle and knows how to take advantage of guys. I just worry about that. And I think you got to be aggressive. I, that's a hard middle ground to strike because you got to be aggressive. I would like to blitz Tom Brady and make him uncomfortable. That's why Micah Parsons is here. Um, Keanu Neal can do some of that stuff, but at the same time, you're—I mean, if you're giving, you know, if, if you're giving up two-play scoring drives, two plays, seventy-five yards, Antonio Brown. I'm just thinking about like Christian Kirk last year and what the Seahawks did to him. You're not winning that way either. Like, I, you got to make them work for it. Is my point. So, just maybe time that stuff really well. Like, look for the right opportunities to take those chances because I think this is going to be a big enough problem if you're not giving up easy points and I just frankly I'll be surprised if they don't if they don't have like a single bust that leads to an easy touchdown I'll be impressed you think both those things can be true in some respects and the reason why I say that is because I agree with both of you that this is a game where you got to be a little more aggressive Uh, but in being aggressive that means sometimes you might swing and miss which means you could give up a big play but I think that's also necessary. I think if you're going to win this kind of game, you're going to have to be aggressive, which means you might have to give some up like to I get said, some back. Right? I that That's on Dan Quinn to find that balance because I don't think you can afford to just throw the kitchen sink at Brady all the time and hope that you get home every time. But when you take those shots, they've got to work. They, ha- I mean, and <laughs> that's have fun. That's why you make that much money, I guess. I, I don't think there's a perfect answer to that. I, I think you're going to see, you know, we haven't really seen what Dan Quinn's can do yet i mean i hope not because i mean that's that's not the point of the preseason is mm-hmm. to go out there and, and and let those guys run around but from a you know exotic scheme blitzes all that i do think you're going to see guys coming from all different areas and and it's going to speak to the versatility of your other guys you know when when a d law or gregory drops into coverage can they do that because because jalen's blitzing or or Leyland, uh layton Leyland. Leyland. Yeah. Um, if you could combine those two guys into Leyland, I mean, they'd be a damn good player. Leyland. But um, no, I mean, but but Leighton and, and, and Micah and all those guys, you're just going to see it, com- it coming from different directions. And, you know, when, when when somebody's asked to do something that's out of their realm, like a, a, a pass rusher to, to cover or vice versa, they're going to have to. They're going to have to do it with, with no drop-off, and I think that's going to be the biggest key here. I can't help but think about when they announced the number change rule, Tom Brady was pissed. Yeah, he didn't like which it. Which I thought was hilarious because he's like the greatest ever. Surely he can identify the mic no matter what they're wearing. But Cowboys got an 11. They got a 9. They got a corner playing 7. They got some goofy stuff out there. 14 so. that might jump in yeah, there. Maybe, yeah, an 18 at safety. Six Let's at get 15. different. Right? Let's get it's wacky different. with it. Yeah. Let's get wacky with it and try to – Yeah. yeah I'm, 
I'm being tongue in cheek. Like I really don't think that's going to help confuse the best to ever do it. He didn't like it though. He didn't no, like it. And every I think, little bit helps. Some, and honestly, I just think it's probably for him. It's just like I have a way I do things, yeah. and and so this is going to force me to do something different. I got to look at things a little differently than I have for the last who knows, like since most of us were <laughs> young men. Like he's been doing this for a long time. That's a change, yeah. you know. All right, let's talk about the uh, the other side of the ball. Tampa Bay uh, last year was top rushing defense in the league. They didn't give up a lot of yards on the ground. You've lost your offensive lineman, your best offensive lineman. Uh, what's the most important key for the Cowboys' offense to be successful? Communication among the offensive line, probably. Um, Tyler Biotis has only started four games. Um, Zach Martin is probably not going to play, so you've got Connor McGovern, who will, would be making his ninth start. And and Lyle Collins playing his first regular season game in two years because he was out all last year. So and Todd Todd Bowles is a wizard. If you think, and I know Kansas City's line was compromised, but guess what? So is the Cowboys right now. Um, so, like I said, Devin White, Levante David. We we hope the Cowboys are going to get wild with it. We know the Bucks are, or they should anyway. Mm-hmm. And so communicating. Finding those blitzes, I'm sure they're gonna stunt. They're like they're gonna do things, you know. And Sue can play a little bit of end. He can play tackle. You got Barrett. You got JPP. These guys can do a lot of scary stuff. And with that much youth on the offensive line, as particularly in the middle, that's something I would try to exploit. So those guys are gonna need to be on their p's and q's. Yeah. If if this was me, um, you know how I feel about trick plays or or flea flickers or stuff like that. <laughs> But I would, I would probably, if I'm Kellen Moore and I've got six, seven, eight, nine of those in in the bag, I, I'm probably throwing three or four or five of them out in this game. I, I'm, I'm saying use them. I think it's important. I, I think not only do you want to, you got to do what you can do. I mean, because this man on man is not going to win this game. You know, this isn't a big on big because they won't win. They they're going to have to do things differently. I also think with week one, putting some of that stuff out there, it's it's going to get evened out when you play. The Chargers and you play the Eagles and you play so they're going to have chances to be as good or if not better. I like to throw some of that out there on tape, and this is a perfect game to do it because this is a game that you need it. And also, like I said, get it out there on tape, show people what Pollard can do out of this slot or what you know maybe this trick player, something like that, because I, I think it serves more than one purpose. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to ask these guys if you're looking at the season and projecting. What do you think is the ceiling and what do you think is the floor for this Cowboys team in terms of wins? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. 
you deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team returns for another exciting season. Don't miss the season 16 premiere on Friday, September 17th. At 9, 8 central on CMT. That's season 16 for the CMT making the team. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, you, don't, you see a lot of TV shows that are on for 16 years. No, you don't. All right, welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Buccaneers. We're going to get to our picks here in just a second. Before we do that, though, looking at the season as a whole, what do you think is the ceiling and what do you think is the floor in terms of wins for this team? And it cannot be 17 and 0, Nick. You got to give me something more than 17 and 0. All right. What do you think is the ceiling? What do you think is the floor? Convenience store with a lot of Slurpees. 7 Eleven. That is my floor. Oh, Seven floor. Eleven. Okay. I thought you were about to say that was the ceiling. I was like, whoa. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> Seven wins, 11 wins. I mean, but guess what? There's thirty one. There's twenty eight other teams in the league that that's probably it as well. There's some that aren't going to get there, and there's some that are probably going to be better than that. But I mean, I think that's where we are in our in our NFL right now, and that's where the Cowboys have been for a while, right there. And so, if you're asking me what what that range is, I think this is a team is good enough to be better. That would be better than what it is. Last year they were six and ten, uh, and so I think they'll be better than that. But um, if if I have to, if, are we asking for a specific? I mean, yeah. I think this is a ten and seven football team. Okay, I think they're going to go ten and seven. Uh, don't know if uh, that's good enough to win the to win the East. It's going to depend on. I do. Well, I don't. I, I mean, you're right. <laughs> I don't know either, but I feel confident. If that if it is. if Fitzpatrick is solid and they are a little bit better on offense with as with as great as they can be on defense, I mean, that team can be scary. Yeah, they I'm can. Fitzpatrick has a pretty long resume that suggests that he isn't that consistent. He fizzles out. Yeah. But also, I, I think the thing you got to think about there is they have the kind of defense that might be able to allow him to make some of those mistakes. Totally they can fair. Get turnovers. They can create uh, situations yeah. where he can get the ball back after he gives it away. So, I mean, you know, I think ten wins is enough to win this division. It, it, I don't know it, if the Cowboys are capable of getting there. Yeah, it could it could be, but I think that they're going to have to you know beat Washington in that. Those ten wins, and if they do, that December twenty sixth game is going to be big. It's yeah, gonna be huge. Yeah, but th- that's what I think they are. I think they're a better football team. I think Dak will make them better. I think those guys coming back. I think Dan Quinn's going to make them better. Um, but I mean, it, we'll find out. I mean, like I say I, every year, I think the week two season, week two game is going to be very, very important to see just where they stand because it's going to be hard to tell. Maybe after this one, yep. unless they win. If they win, then the, oh then then they'll be like, okay, well, the parade will go here, and then it'll go down this street, and then it'll go this Please. street. <laughs> if they, if they beat the Bucks, man, my goal after this game is to stay even 
Win or loss, That's, I just want to stay even because I don't know that this game's going to tell me Mark that for Friday because he's going to come yeah. in here. You're going to come no. in here like, oh my god, Derek's going to come in here with a foam finger on his hand if, if they, they win. win. Yeah, but if they no. lose, no, if they I'm lose, they'll be like, oh, are we sure Lyle's even? Yes, I mean, is he good at all? I'm like, or no, he'll just be like, well, this doesn't even really count. Let's it, talk about uh, the Chargers. No, honestly, <laughs> like either way, win or loss, I really think. My goal is to come back after this game and be like it. It unless I'm looking for different things. I'm looking for specific things. The win and the loss, like they could get blown out in this game. I, I honestly, I just this is. We'll see about that in just a second. Go ahead, Dave. When you say ceiling, I just assume it means best case scenario. Yes, best so case. Everything falls their way. If everything goes their way and they're healthy all year and the defense gets substantially, Which they already aren't. So go ahead. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> what I know. Best case, it, yeah. it's already not a best case scenario, right? Yeah. right? Well. If it gets a lot better starting week two, and the defense is substantially better, they're forcing takeaways, Dak is who we think he is, and the ground game gets back up so that they can lean on teams in the second half, the ceiling, I think, is like 12 or 13 wins. Like I think they're that good if they achieve all of those benchmarks. They won't be, though. I, don't, I mean, they're already banged up. We, they haven't shown any inkling that they can be that consistent. We still don't know what this defense is. So the floor is the defense is just as bad. The floor is probably what we saw in 2019 because mm-hmm. the personnel is pretty similar. I know a lot of names have changed, but the level of talent seems similar. And that was an 8-8 eight and eight team because they were inconsistent and inefficient. So you can't go 8-8 eight and eight this year. I guess you could go 8-8 eight, eight and 1. Um, Shoot me in the face. <laughs> if we, I, I swear, if we ever tie a game... Like I'm, I'm, I'll be as salty as ever. I hate the rule. No, I, hate I think ties it's ridiculous too. that you have a tie. Yeah. I think I think it's one of the one of the reasons why in the U.S. that we don't love soccer as much as other countries. Because there's I no think, win. I, I think that's, there's no payoff. I think that hurts. Yeah. Uh, I really do. But I just think ties are terrible. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I, so the ceiling is probably. I mean, sorry. The floor is probably like six or seven wins, and so split the difference. The realistic scenario is. I don't disagree with Nick, but I don't completely you trust these guys. You can't go to guys. 11. You no, can't no, 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 no. I'm 9 and 8. 9 yeah. and 8 and okay. win the East. That's my expectation for this team. I'm not sold on Washington. Definitely not sold on the Giants. And so nine wins. Prefer- you mentioned the Eagles, huh? No. Uh, well, <laughs> not worth a mention. No. Here, here. But not, so nine nine wins and, and win the division is what I think they are capable of. And I will be... Uh, disappointed if they can't at least get to that, okay. barring some sort of crazy rash of injuries again. I mean, you know, that's what they're paying Dak to do. They're, they're paying him to be a quarterback that can that can carry the team. I mean, that's what even you, when things aren't even going when great, things yeah. aren't going well. And yeah. and I I like I, I think he has the ability to do that. Um, like I said the other day, I've said this a couple times. I think he's good enough. He's going to keep you in games. He, he showed that last year, and the team wasn't very good. And he's he kept him in games. Uh, didn't always win though. That's the that's where his next level's got to be. Yeah. You got to win those games. You got to you got to complete that pass in Seattle. You got to make those plays in, in in Cleveland and all the in, against Cleveland things like that. And so I think and he's got to be better in the first first half too to not to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know because this is a team with Zeke and the offensive line that's still built to run out the clock and win games if if they can get to that point. So yeah. that's going to be the big key. Kellen Moore and himself, they got to come out and be way better in the first half. All right, real quick, give me your picks for this week. Cowboys versus Buccaneers, Thursday night football. Dave. 
I can't pick them to win this game. Just, I mean, it was already against them. I keep saying this stat, but, you know, they started playing this Thursday night. They turned the Thursday night game into a spectacle around 2004. I'm well aware the Cowboys won one of them in 2012 against the Giants. Mm-hmm. But the track record for the home team is outstanding. It's like 15-3. and three. Yeah. Um, Brady's one of those losses. He is. He lost to the Chiefs in 2017, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I get it. <laughs> The odds aren't in your favor. Home crowd, hanging a banner. They are a much more co- – they've been together. They brought everybody back. Brought everybody back. Jordan Whitehair is the only injury of note on that entire yeah. team. Um, it's just – it's a lot to go against even when you don't lose Zach Martin right before the game. So, sorry, sorry, I can't pick them. Um, I, I think Bucks 34-24 and – it's going to be a little dejecting, I think. I mean, if they lose by double digits to open the season, that's a bummer for everybody. I don't think it's an indictment on the season. I think this is this is what happens when they put you to go against the best. Um, if they win, it'll be that, that would be amazing and all that. Like, and hopefully they do. But I can't pick them. Thirty-four, twenty-four bucks. I'll go with Tampa as well. I can't. I, I, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen them do anything to say that you know they're going to be better. And of course. We didn't see it in the preseason. We couldn't. We didn't allow that. But you know, Tampa's bringing everyone back. There's, there's. Just look at the question marks. They don't have a lot of question marks on what they're doing. Their question marks are: Can they keep it at the same level? Mm-hmm. Cowboys' question marks are: You know, is Dak back? Is Zeke returned to form? Is the line hold up? They got bigger question marks. So there's no way you could go in there and expect them to win. I'm gonna say 27-21. I think they'll keep it close. I do think the Cowboys will fight and, and they'll be. will show. You know, they'll be. You know, better. Um, I don't think it'll be a moral victory if you want to go down that road, but I do. I do think that they'll they'll keep this close with with Tampa, and not, I think they lose though twenty seven twenty one. All right, um, and we I got also, Derek. I also think it's going to be hard to pick them this week. Although I do think it'll be a close game. I do think that this is going to be one of those games where you, I mentioned earlier in the show they've now on they're on a six game streak of thirty plus games. I think that continues. Uh, but Tampa. I do think Tampa is. Uh, I do think, though, Dallas, as is the case typically when Dak has been on the field the last couple of years, they'll match them and they'll they'll stay in this game or they'll get back into this game and they'll make it interesting. Um, I just don't know if at the end of the day they have enough to be able to overcome losing somebody like Zach Martin. That is a huge loss to go against a team that, again, has returned all 22 starters uh, for week one of a season uh, to lose one of your best players. I just think that's going to be a lot to overcome. But I do think Dallas will make a run of it, and I think it'll be a very interesting game. Oh, it's all well. Actually, it isn't always interesting. That's some of these Thursday night openers have gotten kind of out of hand. True, you know, it was a while ago, but like Seattle beat the crap out of Green Bay when they hung their banner a while back. So I don't know. I just there's just a lot of factors working against them. And the you know the first team offense hasn't really they didn't really have a preseason. Right. And by the way, you're playing against a team that their offense and defense not only did they not have to worry about having a preseason, they played a whole season together last year. Yeah. So they're very comfortable with each other, probably more than most teams would be, and in a first week one uh, game. I see this being a little bit more low scoring than you guys did. And I said 27-21, but I could I could see it taking a little while to get both teams going, which could help the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you keep it. If you keep the, the score relatively low, so I just I just feel like, especially from Dallas standpoint, I think the, they'll it'll take them a little bit to get get going and gel. So hopefully, it, hopefully they can withstand that. You know, that's just what we've seen. We've seen yeah. slow starts out of that. I want to see if if that can change. That's we talked about that earlier this week. It's one of the more 
frustrating things about this team is that they start slow. That would be awesome if they flip the script on that. I would not I would not be shocked though if this game, you know, flips the script. I wouldn't be shocked at all. It would be like, the most Cowboys thing ever. Which yeah, I'm, so, I mean, like that's the thing about the NFL. Once you think you know something and the more you think you know it, the more it has a chance to flip on you. you Friday know, so. Friday could be really fun. I hope it yeah, is cuz I'm I'm getting back to Dallas in just enough time to like drive here to do the show. If they find a way to win, I'll come in here and say and do whatever you want me to. I'll eat all. The, I'll happily eat all the crow. Okay. I just I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, I'll don't be, I'll be surprised that, if they win. I'm you know a big surprise because this is this is the best football team. You know this is the best football team there is with the best quarterback to ever play. So and I think arguably the best coach in in the business right now. They got a lot of things working for them. So. I, I'll be really shocked if they win. Can they win? Yeah, of course they can. But it's it's going to take some uncharacteristic things from Tampa Bay and and the Cowboys. Well, we, I think we'll. I think the important thing is we're going to learn some things about this team. I think uh, we'll, we'll learn where's this defense in their in yeah. their tra- you know their trek to try to be you know back to that middle of the league at least middle of the league type situation. Where's the run game? Where's Zeke? There's a lot of question marks that we'll we'll start getting some answers on that this week. It it's is here. ass. You gotta hit him. Oh yeah, you it's gotta hit here, him. Y'all. Gotta, know, it is. Let's play I can't. Football. I can't believe that we're playing a game in two days. Like I, I, I was like, that's day after tomorrow. I said that. To yeah, s- we've happened. we've this has been circled. I don't. I don't know if a season is ever centered so much. Not not for me anyway. Oh. On the opener, just oh, we've known the schedule since April. They've been in camp since July twentieth. Like they had to I do mean, the Hall of Fame game. All it, it's been this. I feel like we've been talking about the Bucks for. Eight months. Well, I know because it's like like in June, they get asked, well, what about September 23rd? What day of the week is that? It's like, well, September 9th is a Thursday. So that's a that's a third. You know what I mean? Because you, you know September 9th is a Thursday. You've been writing it 100 times. So here we are. So that's, that's a wrap. We'll be Let's back go. on Friday. We'll tell you guys what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eben, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!